0: Welcome to The Spotter, a weekly podcast dedicated to the everyday challenges facing today's ministry leaders. It is necessary to stay close to someone who will challenge you to grow, do more, reach higher, and dream bigger. You should never allow yourself to be the strongest person in the room. You need a spotter. Here's your host, Jeff Wolf.
1: Hello, friends and neighbors I'm Jeff Wolf I'll be your spotter for the next few moments I want to share a word of encouragement with you from the scripture I want to talk to you today about monuments I did a live video earlier this week called the monuments that you can't tear down I have often used over the last three months references of things that are happening in society to draw your attention to uh, a word in scripture something that god is speaking to the church to the world i believe that god speaks through events i believe those events draw us to his word looking for answers and he speaks to us through his word the uh social political civil unrest that we've been experiencing as a nation in the united states has been uh, illustrated by, um, one of the things that has been illustrated by is the destruction or removal of monuments, uh, memorials, statues, and those kinds of things. And, uh, this podcast is not meant to be political in which I give you my opinion. Uh, I am simply using it as an event of reference in society, in everyday society, in the real world right now, to draw our attention to the Word of God. I want you to understand that. But just take a look at this. Albany, New York. June 11th, an executive order was signed by the mayor to remove the statue of Major General Philip Schuyler from the front of City Hall. He was noted to be the largest slave owner in Albany, New York. Albuquerque, New Mexico, on June 14th, the statue was found vandalized. Alexandria, Virginia, a 131-year-old Confederate statue was removed from an intersection on June 2nd. The name of it was Appomattox. It depicted a Southern-facing Civil War soldier. Birmingham, Alabama, protesters toppled a statue of Confederate officer Charles Lynn. lost my place. Boston, Christopher Columbus statue was beheaded by protesters on June 10th. In Chicago, a George Washington statue in Washington Park was found vandalized on June 14th. In College Station, Texas, a statue of Confederate General Lawrence Sullivan Ross was vandalized on the evening of June the 9th. In Dallas Texas a Texas Ranger statue named one riot one ranger was removed from Love Field Airport on June 11th a statue of Orville Hubbard in Dearborn Michigan the late mayor of Dearborn was taken down on June 5th uh, citing reasons for him being racist El Paso Texas a statue depicting Don Juan de Oñade was vandalized on June 11th Fredericksburg Virginia a slave auction block was removed on June 12th Huntsville Texas a Confederate monument in downtown Huntsville was vandalized on June the 9th Indianapolis Indiana on June the 8th the city began removing a monument that memorialized Confederate prisoners of war Jacksonville Florida A Confederate statue was removed on June 9th I could go on and on and on and on there are 30 more than 30 Statues or monuments or memorials that have either been taken down through prof- proper legislative channels or vandalized and destroyed by protesters. So these memorials and monuments have been torn down, removed because. Uh, reportedly of what they represent that the thoughts and ideas around these monuments and what the men and women whom these monuments were built to stood for are found to be socially civilly and uh, uh, ethically offensive Uh, I want to point out something as I'm a history nerd so um, I want to point something out before we go into the scripture because this is going to point directly to the purpose Of a monument all right I believe that there are four things all of them start with T I love to do that I love to find letters uh, number words that start with the same letter in order to describe something because it's easier to remember there are four things that I believe are behind every monument statue a memorial the first one is tension tension the tension caused by uh let's t- let's take uh, civil rights for instance uh slavery civil rights the tension of the slave trade the tension of the injustice of slavery the tension of the injustice of uh um civil rights uh, in, in the 60s. The tension that's caused, the controversy that's caused, the protests that are caused. The tension brings the conflict uh, of the Civil War. The tension brings the conflict of the 60s. The tension causes conflict. So there there is always, it always begins with tension. And through the conflict that is created by that tension, there comes a Transformation. That's number two. Transformation comes because of the tension, the tension, the stretching, uh, the 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 tension that's caused by pulling us and stretching us and 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 uh, causing us to experience pain and injustice and 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 all of those things. That tension will eventually lead to a transformation. The transformation that comes in the Civil War being the abolishment of slavery, the civil rights era, the, the uh, rights being granted, the integration and, and, and uh, the desegregation, that is the transformation that took place in the civil rights area. That transformation came about because of the tension caused by the injustice. The tension brings transformation. And then the transformation gives rise to the tribute, the statue, the monument, the memorial. And here's where I believe historically uh, we are mistaken. If I may just throw this historical nugget in there, that the monument or the tribute, if you will, If I may refer to monuments and statues as the tribute because they are there to pay tribute to something. We're tearing down monuments, tearing down statues because because of the injustice that is behind it. But may I just point out that the tribute is there to point to the transformation, not just the tension. The tribute is... A monument or memorial to the transformation that took place to show us what happened when we came together and made a difference. All right. So there's tension that brings the transformation that gives rise to the tribute. And then there's the telling. Maybe that's the problem is that we are not properly telling about the tribute, we are not properly educating uh, the generations after us as to what these things mean. Again, I'm not here to talk about whether I agree or disagree with the tearing down of the statues and the monuments. I'm just pointing out the purpose for traditionally the purpose for a tribute. So tension brings transformation, gives rise to the tribute, and then we have to tell about it. Those are the four things that surround every monument and statue. Okay, But I want you to know that memorializing and paying tribute and building monuments did not start with the United States or any other nation in, in Europe or Asia or Russia. All of these countries, we, we are all uh, nations that have memorialized our history. This began in the word of God. Joshua chapter 4. I'm going to read just a few verses here and then we're going to jump back to chapter 2 and work our way forward. There is one monument that cannot be destroyed. That's the topic of this podcast. One monument that cannot be destroyed and that is the monument in your life. Listen to this. Joshua chapter 4, verse 1. When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, now choose 12 men from each tribe. Tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan, carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. Verse six, we will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. This story of Joshua leading the people of Israel across the last obstacle between them and their promised land was brought about by tension the tension caused a transformation, the transformation gave rise to a God-ordained tribute, and then the instruction to tell about it. <laughs> this is good stuff. Now, if we were to back up to Joshua chapter 2, we'd get, the, we'd get the benefit of the whole story. And I can't read, I don't have the time to read to you uh all of the story but basically Joshua has come to a place Moses is dead he is now leading Israel and God said on this day I'm going to show Israel that I am with you just as I was with Moses and so this is a big opportunity this is the day that God is going to perform a miracle not only to not only to put his his hand of approval, if you will, on Joshua, but he is going to lead his people into the place where he had always promised them. Now, chapter 2 tells about the two spies that go into Jericho, how they were hidden by Rahab, and, and they escaped capture by the king of Jericho by being hidden, and then coming back to Joshua and giving report chapter three is where you read the instructions about how they were going to cross. Verse one of chapter three. Let me just share a few things with you here. Joshua 3, 1. Early the next morning, Joshua and all Israel left the Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River where they camped before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your position and follow them. And so that's exactly what happened. There was a format. There was a, uh, an order of service. There was a prescribed manner in which Joshua was to instruct the people to cross Israel, and it all came behind the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. You know the story. The Ark, the priest carrying the Ark would step into the waters of the Jordan River, and they were to stop there. And when they did, the waters of the Jordan backed up all the way the Bible said to a city called Adam. I don't have time to stop here and talk about how when Jesus came, he came to save all of mankind and he backed up history to Adam and became the second Adam. My Lord, the word of God is rich. So when the waters piled up, so that the riverbed became dry. Now, keep in mind, the Bible also tells us in these first four chapters that the Jordan was at flood stage. They were the, the Jordan was overflowing its boundaries. But God used his power and performed a miracle so that when the Ark of the Covenant, being carried by the priests, entered into the Jordan, the waters backed up to the city, Adam, and the riverbed became dry, and they walked over, they crossed over the Jordan River. But here's the interesting part, and that's chapter 4, where I read to you to begin with, that God instructed Joshua, when you send the people of Israel over, appoint 12 men, one for each tribe, they will gather a stone each out of the riverbed, And carry it with them to the place where you will camp tonight and you will set up a memorial there and it will be there as a memorial to this event forever it will pay tribute to the tension to the transformation that came the tension being slavery and a homeless wandering people but because they followed God God gave them a transformation he opened up the waters of a raging flood stage Jordan River and allowed them to cross the very last obstacle to get to Jericho and then after God instructed them to build a tribute with those 12 stones he said now when your children ask you will tell them. You will tell them. Now, I don't know what it is God's done for you, but every one of us either has had or will have a Jordan River experience. We have promises The promises of God according to scripture are in him, yes, and amen, or so be it. When God promises you something, he will perform it. If he promised you that he's going to bring your lost children home, he's going to do it. If he promised you he's going to heal your body from a physical infirmity, he's going to do it. If he promised you that he was going to uh, bring you into a particular ministry, he's going to do it. If God promised to bless you financially and, and be your portion, he's going to do it. Whatever God has promised to do, he will perform it. He is not a man that he should lie. He is the God who with his very voice and the movement of his lips and the breath of his lungs can create things that are not and call them into existence. Whatever God has promised you, don't give up on your promise. God promised them, uh, his people, when he brought them out of Egypt, that he was going to lead them to a land flowing with milk and honey, a promised land, a promised land where they would live in houses. They didn't build and, 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 and eat crops that they didn't plant. This was the promise of God. But for 40 years, they wandered in the wilderness due to their disobedience. Forty years they wandered and they waited. Now the time has come. The crescendo of their promise is about to peak. And God's going to deliver them. The tension has brought about a transformation. And now they are paying a tribute to it. Whatever your promise, God is going to perform it. And when he does, you will have a tribute at that stage of your life whatever it may be it may be a song that the words of which ministered to you and became your anthem in the time where you were in the tension of waiting and led you to the transformation that brought about your promise it may be a passage of scripture that god used to minister to you and build your faith when you were waiting on the promise But when God does what he promised, there's going to be a memorial in your life, a monument to that monumental move of God. And there's a purpose for it. Maybe it's a scar. Sometimes the monument, the tribute to the transformation of the power of God in your life is a scar. I didn't say a wound I said a scar there's a difference you know the difference between a wound and a scar a wound hurts a wound is open a wound is bleeding a wound is painful a wound can get infected and cause more pain you won't let anybody touch a wound but when it heals it becomes a scar a scar doesn't have pain a scar is not open a scar is not bleeding A scar cannot become infected. The scar is something you'll let people see and you'll let people touch because it is the tribute to the wound that used to be there before God caused healing in your life. Whatever your monument is, whatever the tribute is that you hold dear to you to memorialize and remember the transformation of the power of god in your life i used to be a sinner but now i have been washed in the blood of jesus by the savior you have a monument to that in your life you know where you were you know what was going on you knew what was happening around you and you knew what gripped you and drew you in to the blood covering of jesus Maybe it's a healing in your body. We could go on and on today, but I'm telling you, the devil can do a lot of things, but he cannot take from you the monument to your miracle. He can steal your joy, and he can steal your physical possessions, and he can begin to, uh, if the Lord so allows him, if we would go back to the story of Job, take away everything you have but your life, but he'll never be able to steal the monument to your miracle. You can't tear down my monument. If everything around me crumbles, if I lose everything I have, what I will still hold on to is the monument to my miracle. Because I can look at that and I can say that's where God touched me. And if he did it for me, then he'll do it for me again. That's where God performed a transformation. If he did it, then he'll do it again. This is my monument. And the monument isn't there just to be there. It's there for you to tell about it. To whom? Who are you supposed to tell? Well, specifically your children, those who come after you. Joshua said, these stones will be a memorial forever so that when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? You can look at them and say, these stones are a tribute to the day that God parted the Jordan River waters and brought us over on dry ground. These stones mean something. We can't stop at just paying tribute the transformation we have to tell that's the fourth T we have to tell about the transformation I find it interesting in verse 9 of chapter 4 that there was yet one more memorial to be built Joshua also set up another pile of twelve stones In the middle of the Jordan. At the place where the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant were standing. And they are there to this day. Why did he do that? Perhaps he wanted to mark the place where God moved. Perhaps when they looked at the memorial standing in Gilgal that they would set up that night when they camped in Gilgal. Perhaps he wanted to look back at the Jordan, now again rushing waters at flood stage level in the Jordan and see that pile of 12 stones, maybe a few of them sticking up out of the water yet to be seen, and say, that's the place. That's the place where God moved. You see that obstacle? God got me through it. Do you see where those stones are standing? Do you see those two or three stones that are yet standing up out of the Jordan River? They had to be visible. Why else would he why else would he set up those stones? There had to be a few stones still visible from the surface of the water. Do you see those stones out there Joshua perhaps would say that is where the glory of God parted the waters Mm. I want you to know that the enemy can't steal your monument and the enemy can't stop you from telling there was a tension in your life a stretching, a pulling that tension because you endured it because you stayed faithful because you kept trusting God and you kept praying That tension led to a transformation. And from that transformation, God has given you a tribute for you to tell about. As you walk through this pandemic, as you walk through the things that are happening in your life as a result of current events, whatever you've lost, you haven't lost the tribute to God's miracle-working power in your life. Hold on to it. My mom used to sing a song years ago when I was a child. He'll do it again. If God did it for you once, he can do it for you again. The God that opened up the Jordan was doing it again because he had opened it up 40 years earlier at the Red Sea. God is able. God's given you a monument to your miracle. And the enemy can't steal it from you. Nobody else can tear it down either. Do you know why the enemy wants to try to tear down the monuments to your miracle? He doesn't want you to remember what God did. He wants you to forget the miracle working power of God that is memorialized in that time of your life. He wants you to remember the tension, but not the transformation. If I may be so bold as to say that's why we are tearing down monuments in the United States is because we are placing more emphasis on the tension than we are the transformation. We didn't build statues to mark tension. We built statues to mark transformation. A tribute is to transformation. There is no tribute to tension. The tension is what was transformed by the power of God. Mm, Honey, I'm telling you, if you're standing on the banks of the Jordan, God is going to give you a transformation. If you are feeling the tension right now, God is going to give you a transformation. And I challenge you never to let the enemy calls you to focus on the tension in your rear view mirror, but the transformation that is in your windshield. God bless you today. I hope you received encouragement from this word. I love you. I appreciate you. And I thank you for sharing with me every week in this podcast. Be encouraged by the word of the Lord. I appreciate you so much. See you next time.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Subscribe to The Spotter on any major podcast provider. Visit us at jeffwolf.org for more information and follow Jeff Wolf on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To receive a copy of Jeff's newest project, absolutely free, 10 Reasons Why Pastors Are In Danger, text the word RESTORED to 31996. Message and data rates may apply. Remember to join us next week be blessed.